So I said, Mary, we're going to keep this episode totally real and authentic. Mary's like, wait, this is not my first language. English is, um, wait a second, neither, neither is it mine. I was 11 when we came to the United States. I, I'm from Belarus, Russian Jewish. Mary, w- w- what's your first language? My first language, Adam, is actually French. I'm originally from Canada, the French part of Canada, um, Quebec City, to be to be exactly specific. But yeah, English is not my first language either. <laughs> I would have never would have never guessed. Uh, well, we have a treat for our community because this is one of the first episodes that's going to be published inside Circle, our community. And Mary has graciously agreed to to answer any questions from our community. So. As you're listening to this, keep in mind, you're probably watching the YouTube right embedded inside and there's a comment box below. So just type in your questions. And we're gonna take on a big question today. We're gonna talk about the future state of internal communications. And why, why do I say it's a big question? It's over the last nine months, talk about the future of people initiatives and employee experience. And obviously in employee experience, there's a ton of stuff, recruiting, onboarding, performance, there's all these things. But it starts with internal communication. You fail at that, game, over doesn't matter what else you're going to nail so one more personal note though so mary you had an addition to your family i i had to just go there first because when we did a call to discuss the podcast was it two weeks after you had an addition yeah we welcomed our family a beautiful young daughter so excited about it she's she's um she's a blessing she's great two months now almost yes almost Nearly I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Mary, what are you doing discussing a podcast with me? But you, <laughs> you had the energy, you were passionate. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Well, listen, let's give context to our audiences. I'd love for them to hear about your role. You're an international president for Thrive. I'd like to, for them to get a little context. This is what it means and, and a little bit about the organizational mission, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah, no, listen, um, uh, I, I joined the, the team at Thrive, at Thrive about a year ago and um and you know i've just been amazed by by the company by its mission and in general like what's our purpose in life so um my my role specifically is to is to oversee basically all of our international expansion um and what that means we can we can dive into that but basically this company has very ambitious goals and and one of them is is to absolutely be um uh you know helping small businesses outside of the United States to benefit from our soft software platform. So if I, if I take a step back and just, 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 um, you know, dive into, into what Thrive is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please do. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, the, the company Thrive has been around for a little over 125 years. So, uh, it's not very common that you, that you walk into an organization that is that, that mature, but you know, this company has been around with, for, for that, for that long with one specific goal in mind. And it is the goal of helping small businesses compete and win in the marketplace. At the high level, we provide, um, you know, technology, we provide software, um, and we provide um, local business automation tools uh, for basically small businesses owners um, to, to be able to manage their, their time, manage their, their communicate with their client, um, get paid and, and really take, take control of their, of their entire business and be more successful. Um, you know, we, I talk about our mission, about our purpose. Um, we, we firmly believe that customers out there deserve choices beyond the global chains, the global e-commerce, the Paneras, the Starbucks, the you know, Amazon of the world. They're amazing, don't get me wrong, but we believe that consumers deserve choices. 
And we also believe in free enterprise and I guess a diverse dynamic economy and, and really the dream of owning a, a successful business um, mm -hmm. that applies to the small business owner. And, 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 and we are a team, and I'm, I'm super proud of being part of that team. We're a team fiercely devoted to enabling local independent businesses. So um, this is at the high level of Thrive is my role within the organization is to, is to take that mission, which is a little bit, you know, I guess the newer American dream, the foundation of our belief as, as a society to empower entrepreneurships and empower local small business owners to thrive. And, and we're, you know, we want to, I want to take that platform, take, take that, that, that entire software platform that we build and help small businesses out there be successful. Yeah, they're the backbone. They're backbone of the economy and, and that they're part of the dream is to launch a business and be successful. And in our discussion about your industry, you mentioned the yellow pages. I was like, whoa, that's a bit of a blast from the past. You know, I, I haven't seen the yellow pages for a while. But what's the context of the yellow pages and, and how does that translate into what you're doing today? Sure. I mean, um, many years ago, the way that we would service um, uh, people's needs would be through, you know, accessing information about or, or, or accessing information about your, your company would be through um, directories. Those directories were, you know, sent to each houses and and that's you know i remember I, I, when i was young scrolling through the yellow pages to find a hairdresser or find a you know a pet groomer or a plumber i also remember being young and, and using those yellow pages which were substantial sitting on it at the christmas party to be higher at the dinner table <laughs> but you know obviously as you said the industry has evolved a lot um we've what we've seen over the last few years is really a shift towards online so a lot of those um, smaller companies out there are now using the online yellow pages. So if you, don't, if you go to yellowpages.com, for example, this is a way for you to feature your, your business. What we're seeing now in the marketplace is a consolidation of, of, of there, there's so many ways you can, you can market your, your company. There's so many um, uh, places where you can you can display your ads, display your services. There's you know Yelp. There's a, there's your Google page. There's your Facebook page. Your, your Google listing. Your Facebook page, Instagram page. So um, we're seeing a lot of those local business owners being a little bit overwhelmed. And and you know what I've seen software or yellow pages directory companies is trying to address that need. Um, so some of them internationally have have gone down a route of you know. Um, uh, being an, an online kind of consolidator of all of those online display um, and, and helping them do doing that. I've seen uh, Yellow Pages companies also um, uh, helping with, with referencing and helping them understand how to be in well positioned on a, on, a, on, a search page, on a search page like Google. Um, at Thrive, we've really embraced the whole SaaS platform software, which you know makes us very unique in the sense that we've we're, we've built our own proprietary SaaS platform, um, and I've, I haven't seen any anyone out out there um, as successful as us in doing that transition. Awesome, awesome, and and let's give one last piece of con context for the audience, which is when when you look at the acquisitions. To, to continue to further your mission, your, your purpose, and, and growth of the organization. What uh, criteria do you look at to, to make sure they're aligned? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, when we think about it, when we think about growth and growth strategies, there's a few ways we can go at it. You mentioned an, an acquisition. This is absolutely one. Um, we, you know, we've made a few of them, uh, obviously, in, in, in the history of Thrive. There's a certain set of criteria that dictates our, 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 our idea of priorities. Which one do we want to prioritize? Um, you know, when you think about the uh, complementary of the ICP, if the customer that they're catering to are the customers that we want to go after, you know, this is, you know, a one plus one equals three type of situation. So the, the ICP, the, so the ICP ideal client profile, um, I should, I should mm -hmm. mention mm -hmm. that. Um, some executive alignment, this requires a certain amount of like, um, we, we are aligned, this is for the greater good. Um, uh, and this is what we were trying to achieve. So a certain amount of executive alignment. There's also a notion of having a, you know, a product, product alignment to, um, if it's a software acquisition or if it's a, if it's a directory or another yellow page company out there, there needs to be a sort of a, of a product complement. So at the ICP level and at, and at the product level. And finally, I'd say the, the fourth criteria is, is really our ability to execute. Um, when you think about an acquisition, is, is, are, is this going to be successful? We are a publicly traded company. Is it going to be, is it the further greater goods of our, of our shareholders? And, and is this going to infuse and help us take our mission to the next level? And, and, and are, are we able to execute on it? Yeah. Is it going to be successful? Which in my first career was in investment banking, actually I have a master's in finance. And I thought that's what I wanted, wanted to do. It didn't work out. I wasn't right for it. It wasn't right for me, but in investment banking, there was quite a bit of conversations about the lack of success with acquisitions. The, the dreams and, and ambitions and the strategical value often fall short when people come together. It, it, it's, not, it's not easy to make it work. And um, you and I connected really on this idea of internal communications, how important it is. Um, so, so maybe let, let's start there. Like, wh what do you see? How important is it in, in post-acquisition, in increasing the chance of success? Um, and we'll kind of drift from there. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a very interesting topic. Um, and this is a topic that I believe is gaining more and more recognition, meaning our ability to, to being clear to... To our, to our workplace, to our workforce, to our people within our organization on, on, our, on, on, the, on the why, on the how we're making changes is something that I think a lot of the companies out there are, are struggling to do or, or are trying to, trying to do better. Um, I think there's also uh, even more a greater appreciation of the differentiation between sales and marketing, and I think you know, having a conversation on who owns that internal communication, I've seen in some organization that more the sales department will own it, another organization, the marketing department will own that that responsibility. But fundamentally, I believe this is you know, it's a company wide. Um, or if you want to be clear and, and on on how to address and how to communicate to your people. Um, it needs to be um, shared amongst all of the all of the leaders um, of the company. Now, um, there's a few ways we can take the conversation. Um, I've, I think we're, we're learning best practices. We're applying them at Thrive. I think um, we're also a lot more equipped with with different tools out there um, that are allowing us to 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 you know facilitate a, a clear 
um, we means the communication to our to our interwar force. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, um, it affects our people. It affects our process, and it and and you know we, we need to have the right set of technology to support it. And and you know we yeah. Listen, I, I think much of our conversation is about the future state because you know, you know, Mary, from our previous discussions, I think it's an emerging market. More and more folks that I talk to say, hey, you know, how do we adapt marketing mindset to the employee experience or, or simply put, how do we market to employees? Um, why is because we want to create an emotional connection. We want to meet them where they are. And there's something that you said that I hear over and over again, which is our bull, our North Star. How do we send the right message to the right audience, right? Because we want to show them that they matter. I think the, uh, the talking about the future state and um, the direction that, that we're, we're taking in the North Star, as you're, as you're rightfully saying, Adam, I think I, what I'm seeing is we need more and more an ability to not just package a message and and serve it to our to our employees we need a way to have a conversation with them and our ability as a company as executives as you know overall kind of as as, as a company you you have to have the ability to establish that that conversation with your employees mm -hmm. it cannot it can no longer be Hey, this is this is the changes. That's the memo. That's the email. Jump on that webinar. On that webinar, no one's asking any question. It mm -hmm. has to. We need to. The future will 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 basically show us that in order for the changes to be adopted successfully, you have to have a an open conversation. It needs to be a a two-way conversation they need to they need to bring that feedback they need to be able to ask questions they need to have and 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 that's how i believe the future of the of the communication will will be totally agreed two-way communication it can be one stream and it has to again meet them where they are so people process technology is what we're going to need to figure out collectively in order to nail this this emerging market and um, so l l let's do this kind of in broad strokes, each one of them, right? People, you said uh, leadership would have to be involved in this. Totally. But let's think about who within the their organization should own this. Like if you were to think about internal communications as a swim lane, um, should this be a CHRO? Should this be a chief people officer? I've had some cases chief marketing officer and maybe it depends on their organization. But how would you think about who is uh, accountable within the organization for internal communications? And then what kind of team members would you think w in the future state would be beneficial to have in that? Yeah, I think you, you've, you've, you've said it uh, the right way. I think, you know, it depends on each organization. Um, I think every organization is structured slightly differently. Um, however, there needs to be an executive leader. There needs to be someone that is held accountable for making that um, conversational communication happen. And whether it's at, it's in the, in the office of the HR people and the office of the marketing leader, um, you know, this depends, but having a specific executive leader um, that gets that you know oversees that with an executive endorsement and some understanding of of as you said meeting where they are um, a deep understanding of the challenges um, really being able to think um, and 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 
understand the, the, the audience. Then you asked about the supporting team. Um, obviously, I, I think there, there needs to be a, a, a cross-functional um, uh, group of people that is invested in that initiative if you want that initiative to be successful. Meaning, even if it, if it sits in the office of the, of the CMO, for example, it cannot uniquely be folks from the marketing team that sits under that you know, that team, um, I believe it should, you, you, sh you want to, you want to involve folks from different departments, really make it cross-functional. And the reality is that, that being able to communicate in, you know, in, 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 in a changing landscape in, in newer countries and, you know, in different languages and different time zone, you will need more than people. As you said, you talked about the a process and, and also a, a set of technology that supports it. So, um, you know, to, to summarize what I'm trying to say is I believe you need to have someone that, that has the power to go and execute that, mm -hmm. that conversational communication, but you absolutely need a cross-functional team to, to, to execute on it. I love the concept of conversational communication as the anchor as we continue because it just simply implies you're treating them, you know, as humans. We we don't want to be told. We don't want to feel like we work at a DMV, in the words of another guest, Je Jennifer, a couple months ago. Um, so so I want to go to process for a minute, and then I'm going to do it in broad strokes. Totally okay, you know, if you're like Adam, I don't see it the same way as you do. And in fact, I encourage those kinds of conversations. If we all have clean, clear conversations about an emerging market, we're, we're we're not, you know, we're not having a real discussion. <laughs> so you said meeting them where they are, and uh, to me, that's data. The only way to meet them where they are is to to look at the data and to look at the data. You know, I often, I'm often getting this question of what data. So if, if you are a marketer and someone says, hey, what data would you like about a customer? I think in short, the marketer would say all data. Mm -hmm. And then I'll figure out what's relevant. In, in our case, post-acquisition as an example, although your internal communication is important for you, not just with the acquisitions, but with the organic growth in your existing team members, but specifically post-acquisition, would you want to see data where you have performance meets payroll meets potentially collaboration data where you can look at the entire world that they have in order to then communicate with them in a way that's relevant for them no i, I think you're 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 absolutely right uh, data fuels the decision making and it absolutely you know substantiates some of the decision that we're making so um Performance data uh, is one. I think you talked about collaboration data. I think there's, you know, it's, it's, and again, if you think about fast forward into, you know, three different countries or three different continents, 60 different countries, you, you need to understand, you need to, you need, again, to substantiate your decision with, with, with clear data. Um, uh, and, and, and you mentioned earlier in our conversation, the notion of empathy. And I think that's also something that, you know, in, as part of the processes we're putting in place and the people we're identifying, um, there's certain, and, and the data, the data will tell us something and, and it's, it's, it's the foundation of our decision-making, but ultimately you talked about managing people um, there and, and communicating with, with them. There's a certain amount of empathy that needs to happen throughout the process. Awesome. So then I want to jump to the other side. So on one side, we've got data, employee data, the all the way on the other side, how do we 
create this two-way communication and uh, I go back to nudges now biased alert like uh, those who are listening most know part of a technology company we've been on a nudge journey now for six years millions delivered but forget our technology people are so busy the attention span getting through the noise I don't think we're in an age now where we're going to send a long email or, or we're going to keep delivering what we need to deliver to create this communication via 30-minute or one-hour town hall sessions. Yep. So, Mary, what say you? What would be all the way on the opposite side of how they experience this uh, two-way communication? I agree. You're, you're, we can no longer just, just PowerPoint people to death. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it just doesn't work anymore. Um, not where and and we've seen it the the zoom fatigue the webinar fatigue and obviously this is a consequence of of changing our workforce um the consequences of covid and how that had an impact on on how we're we're working today but i am not interested in sitting on a webinar for three hours even if this is you know my executive my executive team sharing the the company direction it has to be a lot more consumable and and you know going back to the, the point we were we were making it 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 has to be a two-way communication and we're there's a there's multiple evidence of that outside of the workforce that we are also that that's pointing us to that direction obviously a few months ago the release of um the chat gpt uh you know three or four whatever version they're they're on now um that is a completely different way to consume information as, as a consumer. You go on Google, you query Google. This is an answer, you get back an answer. Whereas the, the, the interaction that you're having with this new AI engine is a lot more conversational. It's, it's a chat bot, a la chat bot experience where you're, you're powering a, a set of questions and, 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 and you're, build, you're building context. So how do we apply that to, our, to the workplace and how do we apply that to the, um, the employees that we're serving is, is by making that, that conversation not a one-way and, and making that conversational. Um, I think that's, 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 that's number one. Um, other, I guess, sub-bullets, you also have to be extremely transparent. Um, I often say bad news don't get better with time. You, be, you have to be upfront from the beginning. Um, but, you know, you really want to bring those folks into the transition um, and provide a lot of insights as the company evolves. It's not so much down the road here, here you know, here's the, here's, here's the outcome. You want to make sure that you're transparent um, and that you're bringing them into the journey, however that you know, just, just making sure that they're aware, they'll, they'll value that they'll feel empowered and they'll feel like they're, you know, they're part of the, of the, of the, of the change. Um, yeah. So, so in, in the, the journey, right, when we're talking about the employer journey and we're thinking about it, not, you know, PowerPoint them to death. So make it bite-sized, make it simple. I love, I love that term. And um, which aspect of the employee experience, and you and I talked about internal comms, but this also applies to any HR, any leadership development, onboarding, recruiting. Would you agree that the employee experience is any touch point they have with their organization? And we must, over time, this isn't tomorrow, this isn't going to happen overnight, but similar to customer experience used to suck. 
yeah. like compared to what it is today. Like United Airlines, you click a few th- buttons, you check in, you do everything online. It takes you, it was easy 20 years ago, right? You call a travel agent, there's a paperwork, you got to go pick it up. There was a whole process. Now all the touch points have evolved. Would you agree that that's how we need to approach the employee experience? Absolutely. Um, there's a concept that used to be very popular, I want to say, you know, a decade ago. It was, it, it was all about customer centricity. And again, remember that this was a very highly, um, you know, powerful, you could, you could research it. There's, it was all oh, about, yeah. you know, how do we want to operate under, you know, making sure the customer is being served. And, and this is right. This is, this is how a lot of, of companies have been very successful, making it, you know, centering it around the customer. And, and having the whole experience and how you're serving the customer really centered around them. All different, you know, whether it's invoicing, whether it's, you know, serving the customer with customer support, totally. whether it's, you know, selling in the sales process, it had to be around the customer centricity. I firmly believe that today um, it is a lot more around the employee centricity. Um, how do we how do we empower to, our, our employees to do more on their own? Um, how do we how do we uh, motivate them? How do we infuse a sense of of, of meaning in, in in their workplace and, and, and you know in their daily daily tasks? How how do they find meaning in there? Um, so that that notion of having our our operations cert, kind of centered around the employee, obviously to a certain extent, you know. Job needs to be done, and if you're not delivering, you know there there are processes in place to, you know, part ways with with that with that individual. Mm-hmm. But when you've got strong, you know, strong influencers, strong team leader, you want to identify them, you want to be transparent with them, and then you want to be clear with them. Can you imagine back in the day when um, saying customer centricity was an entirely new concept? People are like, "What yeah. are you talking about?" That's true. And uh, then there was the customer obsession. And uh, now I, I think we'll, we'll look back at this year, last last couple of years where we said, now turn that internally and uh, long-term you're going to win. You know, where I'd love to take the conversation next is, you know, we talked about data. We talked about nudges. I did all I could not to discuss AI, but you, you went there. You were <laughs> like, Adam, Chad, GPT, here's what's going on. So Mary, let's dream as, as every person listening, everyone in our community, every, I mean, who isn't thinking about how it's going to create an impact. So are we saying data on one side, nudge on the other side, and AI in between responsibly with governance, uh, subject to disclaim, lots of disclaimers of how it's going to be used. But we're having a conceptual conversation. Is, is this data, AI, nudge future we're, we're describing? Yeah, I mean, I mean, data fuels the AI model. You know, AI models are trained on data. So if you're sitting on a on a subset of data that you can you can use to train, you know, your model, this this is great. Um, I think I think data is essential, and I think we're getting the you know the the AI is getting smarter about you know um, helping you know, helping make sense out of that data and helping, helping us come to conclusion, helping decision maker make decisions, you know, faster. I personally use, um, I feel AI on a daily basis to, 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 you know, automate proofread, um, help analysis. It's, it's super helpful as a, as a leader, but that doesn't change, 
um, we still need, you know, we still need the employee that are at the center of it to deliver on our services, um, I guess, at least for now. But um, you're right. I think it's, it's highly going to change how um, as, as leaders and as organization, not only as, as, as how we're serving the customers, but how we're also communicating and serving our internal employees. The data, the nudge, the AI, I'm not sure exactly how this is going to shape out, but I, I, we, we are seeing um, now that we have the ability to interact with an AI and this drives and provides a lot of value. Imagine when that AI will be using data that is internal to, to and today it's using the, I guess, the web data or, or public data. Imagine if we train that AI and, and, and using enterprise data, using internal, um, uh, internal data that, you know, they, obviously there's security parameters, there's a whole set of other issues. But if we train that AI using internal data and we could, we could have a conversation with that to find our answers, I think our employees are going to be empowered a lot. It's somewhere between thrilling, exhilarating, and, and horrifying. You know, just like what is going to change? But to our discussion now, a two-way communication, you can, tr- you can seriously accomplish that. You can actually have an employee engage in a way that we never dreamed possible. You, you're, you're right, Adam. And I think going back to what you were talking, you said, you know, we talked about people process and the third pillar was technology. And, you know, I don't, I'm not sitting here today saying, oh, this is the perfect software and this is the perfect technology to go accomplish that conversational communication. But I certainly believe AI, um, in essence, of whatever shape or form, will allow these sort of, uh, will enable these sort of interaction. Um, and that, that is going to be the foundation of the technology platform we'll want to use as leader in order to drive that conversational communication internally. With you. So, so instead of talking about the future state, I'm going to pull us back. And, and as we're kind of coming to, to an end, we'll, we'll focus on giving advice to, to our audience, but in the following context. And I'm on the calls now almost every day. Today, eight conversations between pre-interviews where I get to know folks and uh, on air. And uh, I talk to a lot of folks in the internal communication space. And this is a, I wouldn't say low technology. They're all savvy, but it's not like there's a lot of really advanced technologies that have been developed for internal communication purposes. Like you, obviously there's email, there's collaboration tools. And uh, what we're discussing now is a gigantic leap forward for what the intended purpose here for, for the employee experience for internal comms from data all the way to a nut. This is going to be uh, a giant leap. And Mary, like you and I haven't discussed this, just, just brainstorming. What do we think the skill sets are necessary for those who are going to begin to build the bridge into that next phase? I think it's you know somewhere between marketing and employee experience or called HR. It's, it's neither, it's a combined, it's a hybrid. Uh, it's an ongoing debate in our community, but also in the, I think in anyone that's embarking on this journey. How would you think about who, what are the right skill sets necessary to begin to build the bridge toward this future state that we're describing? This is such an important question, and and obviously, if I'd have a crystal ball, I'd love to, you know, just say this is. I can offer I can offer things that I that I'm seeing that are going to be valuable. I I unfortunately cannot predict future, 
Um, and I wish I'd have that crystal ball, but I, 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 I think this is such an important question because as we're being, we're seeing the, the you know, our, 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 our assumption being highly disrupted by the, by, you know, the, the, the recent advancements of technology, mainly through AI, you are wondering what are going to be the criteria to be successful to ensure that transition towards that future state of, you know, again, conversational communication. And, and, and I think there's a couple of things that are important. Um, the number one thing that I'd like to touch on is, is, um, is just the, 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 the emotional intelligence. Um, and it's, it's a, again, it's a, it's a term, a term that's been used extensively. Um, but being the way that I would offer to use it in this context is someone that, you know, you want to have strong leaders, influencers that can help take the company into that, that new direction. And those, those leaders, those influencers, you know, it, 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 it they're, they need to be inspirational. They need to bring people. They need to, with them, they need to, to you know, get everybody excited about the change, not, you know, going and helping the ones that are resistant to changes to adopt it. So I think great leadership matters at every level and, and every function. And this is something that is going to be absolutely a, a criteria for success. Um, you want to identify influencers on each team um, and, and, whether when when you acquire a company, when you enter a new market, you want to you want to identify the influencers on 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 each team and have them really be your agent of change. And that that skills of emotional intelligence is highly important. And you cannot train any AI model to do that for you. There are some people that are experts at that. Um, I think these these internal leaders act as your basically your internal voice. And, and they're, they're the one, you know, that are, that are enabling that conversational conversation. So you, you come in, you, you know, you explain what you want to do. You have a conversation. Some of us will walk out and, and go do something else. Whoever stays in place are your internal key leaders and they need to be highly emotional, um, highly intelligent emotionally. Um, the way that I've been successful at that is I've always kept them very close to, you know, you, you identify them and then, you know, once you, you provide them information in advance, you, you make sure that they're very well treated. Um, but that's, you know, that, that's one. The second thing I'd like to touch on is the notion of, of really being, being transparent, um, is, 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 is essential in order to, you know, to, to, to facilitate these sort of future state. Meaning, uh, you want to, I've seen, or I've, what I've, what I've experienced is by being transparent on your aspiration and being clear on, you know, the objective, um, the mission and the why we're doing that, the purpose is really helping every set, set everybody up for success. When you're keeping your, I guess your, 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 your cards in your hands and you're not, you know, sharing them. That's when, you know, the confidence that you're not building the confidence and the rapport, whether it's with your leaders or with the entire team, you, the trend, the notion of transparency is a skill that I believe or communication that is transparent. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I guess those are, those are the two, two, two points. I'm, I'm happy to go in a, in a different direction, but those are the two that comes in mind. I think that's amazing. Focus on the influencers. You know, these are your early adapters that will support the change and, and be transparent, which is, you know, breeds honesty. This is because we know what happens when, when you're not and everyone is guessing and they're worried about the future. They're not going to a good place. The default is not it's going to be awesome. The default is what's my worst case scenario? 
what am I going to do with my family? And, and off we go. And then you act like that throughout the day. Uh, it's a downward spiral. Um, but you said happy to go another direction. And this is, I think, a good one to say for those who are listening. I mean, you all, Mary's awesome. So she's open to questions below. As you are listening to the episode, as you think about, you know, we, we have an expert here that is exposed to international to organic growth, acquisitions, who is in that hot seat to make sure these things are successful. This is, this is not a point of view based on hypotheticals. This is, this is an area of responsibility. So jump in with your questions. Mary is going to answer them. And uh, again, Mary, well, huge thank you for your time. I, I know how, how busy you are and with a little one especially. So on, on behalf of our, our entire community, the innovator community, just Thank you for, for jumping in and sharing your point of view. It was such a pleasure, um, Adam. Thank you for allowing me to be part of that. And, uh, and I, you know, I'd, I'd welcome a conversation with all of you um, in the platform. I'm, I'm more than welcome to uh, or happy to engage there. So thank you for your time, Adam. Wonderful, wonderful. Until next time, Mary, over and out. Thank you.